Saturday night, but maybe Alan May knows. Alan May, former NHLer and NBC Sports Washington Capitals analyst. How's it going, Alan? Uh, doing great, guys. Thanks for having me today. Have you heard any any preparation in store for, for tomorrow night and the potential that Ovechkin could, could break the record? Well, you, they haven't mentioned anything, but... It, you know, you also have to have permission, I think, to empty your bench. Yeah. So when Ovi hit 800 the other night, it used to be that you had to have permission, otherwise it was a delay of game. And uh, I would expect, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like Chicago because it's the same thing as like 800 such a big deal, Seriously. you know, those round numbers that we love in hockey. And then, you know, we've got two historic goals coming up, 801 and 802. And I, I, I'd assume they're just going to empty the bench, have a, you know, a tribute at the first uh, TV timeout is kind of how they've done it in the past. But uh, no matter what happens, it, it, you know, you can call it awkward, call it what you want. It'll be incredible because we're at home and doing this right now. And I'd expect it's going to happen very, very soon. And uh, it could happen tomorrow night early. But it, it, the game the Caps played last night, you could tell that everyone was pushing for that. He was, he was on fire. The team was on fire. But, unfortunately, Jake Ottinger was the most on-fire player of the entire game. Yeah, he's been spectacular for the Stars. But we were talking about it a bit before, too. Oh, he's got 41 goals in 54 games against the Leafs. So, like you mentioned, could happen sooner than later. But you were on the call with John Walton for Ovi's Milestone 800. And it was an incredible call. Um, if anyone hasn't listened to it, go take a listen. Um, but where does that moment rank amongst maybe the games you've been a part of as a broadcaster? And what did you think of Chicago's fan base reacting to it alongside it? Because it's, it's always interesting to hear an away fan base um, kind of be swept up in those moments and kind of suspend their own fandom for their own team? Well, I think the biggest thing with it is that, you know, for me, it, it was it was so amazing. I'm humbled to be a part of it, and I'm lucky. I grew up in Edmonton, and we had uh, tickets in the WHA. We had tickets. My dad went and actually bought, like, 13 season tickets the day they acquired Gretzky because he said, we will be in the NHL next year, and I don't know how he knew so much about Gretz, but it was uh, this is going to be the greatest hockey player that ever lived, and we get to see all those games. I had a great childhood, and I eventually got to play on a team with him, and I always consider myself very lucky, but the other night how it happened that I got in the radio booth was our, our normal radio guy, uh, I was there doing pregame and postgame stuff following the team, and they're, the other guy didn't come on this trip. They just got off a long two-week trip. I think it was 17 days or so, and he wasn't there. So John Walton asked me, and as soon as I go, I don't know who's looking out for me, but this is absolutely incredible. And there was energy within the building, and I don't know if what that was, but after he got that first one, the, the fans in Chicago, I think, were pulling for him. And then to see the benches empty and to hear the fans in Chicago, an original six city, uh, knowledgeable hockey fans that love great hockey and great hockey players. I think Ovi was so overwhelmed by that because he was on the verge of tears the rest of the night. Uh, I, I did a one-on-one -on -one with him after the game, and he was still shaking. And, you know, he, he was on the verge. His voice was cracking, and uh, it, it meant so much to him. And then the tribute that he paid to his uh, teammates in the dressing room, it wasn't about me, it wasn't about I, it was about them and us. And I thought that was incredible just to show you how much he's growing up over the course of time.
Yeah, that is incredible. And that's Alan May on the phone, uh, former NHLer and NBC Sports Washington Capitals analyst. When you think back to your time covering Ovi and, and him coming into the league and all the incredible goals that he's he's scored on our TSN broadcast, and I'm sure on yours too, we were showing incredible Ovi goals and it was making me take a walk down memory lane. Is there any highlight real goals? Uh, maybe not the one in Arizona on his back or one that might be a little underrated that stands out to you over the course of his career? Oh, there's a lot. And, you know, I was between the benches calling the game in Madison Square Garden, and he went, it was an overtime goal, number 499, and he raced behind the Capitals net, picked the puck, raced down the left wing, and beat his guys. I think he beat Girardi, who used to play him so well. I think Girardi has the record of shot blocks against Obi. He, he walks by them, power moves to the net, and then beats Henrik Lundqvist, and then the celebration was on his knees. He was spinning. Uh, and the next day, they were playing Ottawa, but 499 was just so incredible to show his speed, his strength, his skill at the time, and it, it, and just a great sense of hockey and wanted to own the moment. And he set it up so he could score 500 the next night against the Ottawa Senators. And 500 was a wrist shot from the circle, a pass from Jason Chimera, but 501, and a guy that's going to be, he's on a lot of OV highlights was Eric Carlson. He walked him at center ice with, uh, with a stick move and then used the wheels to go in on a breakaway. And I just look back at those goals, and, and I'm thinking, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this and what this guy is able to do out there. And it's once again, I, I consider myself very fortunate to be able to witness so many of these goals and watch him play all the time. And, you know, he's not, he's not the highlight reel that he once was with, with the legs. Uh, you know, the body's been through a lot. I don't think anyone, as long as they've been covering uh, or tracking hits in the National Hockey League, no one, he's the all-time leader in that and with goals uh, combined. So he's a legit and the ultimate power forward that's really ever played this game. Is that what's impressed you most, covering him, covering this team for a long time? Just um, the fact that he has been still this durable and he's played a ton of games like you mentioned the wear and tear on his body but um, the durability the lethal shot like what has impressed you most as you've watched him evolve and the longevity to which he's still maintained this greatness as far as goal scoring goes well how he's adapted to how the game is played and, and the structure of the game changes every few years in my opinion and he has evolved with it and, and evolved with the coaches. They've had some great coaches here. They've had some fire wagon. They said defensive coaches here, you know, one really bad coach and he's done whatever he's had to do to play within the system. And he, he just continues to amaze me that he adapts, but he finds ways to score goals and, you know, look in Chicago the other night, you know, the way the league is playing with the overcoaching five and six and seven coaches on the ice at practice, and you got all these other people that come on after practice, uh, he, he starts going to the net because, you know, players and, and teams are, you know, creating defenses. In his entire career, they're creating plans, every game, how to stop him, and he continues to find a way. So I think the Knights, they need him to be physical. He's a wrecking crew that I think need him to come back and, you know, be in the middle of center ice for the, for the uh, defensive structure that they have between the blue lines. He gets back there, but he still finds a way to get those goals. So I think just that, that he's adapted and he, he's a physical force, and we know that his skating's not where it was, but he finds a way to do the right things.
Yeah, really impressive. Just one of the all-time greats, and it's a treat to get to watch uh, Alex Ovechkin night in and night out do his thing. We're with Brad May right now, who's a former NHLer and an NBC Sports Washington Capitals analyst. I wanted to ask you about some interesting comments uh, post-game from TJ Oshie. So much hype around Alex Ovechkin, of course, and the tear that he's on and, and the history that he's making right now. But TJ Oshie kind of wanted to... Uh, I almost said fan the flames. That's the exact opposite. Put some water on it. He said, we're trying to win games here. Ovi's going to do it, and we're all going to be the first ones that are going to congratulate him and be super, super proud of him. But also, in a little bit of a hole right here as a team, do you think it's been difficult for the group to kind of balance what they're going through as a group, but also be really excited for Ovi with what he's accomplishing? No. And I think what TJ, when he answered that last night, uh, was the fact that he probably felt that question was out of a little out of order for the time, right? Because they lo- they lost the game they should have won. Uh, they played very very well, and no matter what, when you lose, you're upset. They wanted to get into a playoff spot. You know, they're dancing on the edge of the wild card right now. At one time, I think there were four or five games back uh, from a wild card spot, and they were down you know about five more places in the standings. And they had $42 million out of the lineup for about three weeks. And they want to get in the playoffs. They don't want to waste this time. And TJ's another guy. He's, what is TJ? Is he 34, 35 years old? Ovi's 37. And everyone talks about their age, but, you know, they're still very intelligent hockey players that have the heart to win. Uh, They've got a coach that's dealt with a ton of adversity since he's been here. But they want to win, and they want to start getting up in the standings. And so I I think that was more on on the part. You know, we know that Ovi can do this while they're winning. They prefer to him break the records in winning causes, like the other night in Chicago, the other night in Winnipeg. So it's just a matter of that. You know, they don't have to worry about it. It, 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 And they're they're all there for Ovi. He is a great captain. He's a great leader. He's one of the funnest guys to be around. He's he's a five-year-old in the dressing room. And Jonathan Taves said, I don't really get no Ovi that well. I've only, you know, hung with him a few times. But what I love about him is he's a little kid. He loves this game so much, and he's always having fun. His teammates love him, and that's very important. And so I I think it's just a matter of they kind of want him to get there, and then they can just start worrying about winning games. And, you know, after that, there won't be these other questions for about another season or so. Speaking of former teammates, or teammates rather, he he can score 801 and maybe even... 802 against Ilya Samsonov, who is first game in Washington since he, he kind of left, and there's been a lot of changes in the crease in Washington. Um, just what do you think of his resurgence with Toronto, and I guess the decision to move away from him if you're if you're uh, the Caps and, and go a different direction, and Darcy Kemper giving him that long-term deal? Well, I think the biggest thing with, with Sammy is that this he got traded. He was a first-round draft pick. Uh, he was unreliable. You could see how much was there. The conditioning was never where they wanted it to be. The you know the the consistency and there's a, there's a multiple reasons. It's not just on him that you know he didn't always get the wins and everything, but you know they wanted him to be the number. They really wanted him to take control. And I, I believe the thing for him was to move on. And you know it's a wake up call. You know that you got to be all in all the time, twenty four seven. And, you know, the big thing about the younger player and growing into these roles and knowing how to do things. And, you know, I, I think the 
it, it helped him moving on because all of a sudden he's not the first round draft pick anymore. He's just another guy you signed. And so I think for Sammy, it's a good thing. And it also is a team that's eaten up goalies over the years, the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Uh, it, it put everyone else on notice. It, it's the coaching staff, management, coaching staff, all the players. You've got to be better. You've got to play a better style of play. And then at the same time, you've got to take away all the excuses for the goaltender if you're playing with more structure and a better quality of defense and from him and a, and a commitment when you don't have the puck and your goal. And stopping all the ones that he ha- that he can and he should, and then come up with a few spectacular ones, and you're starting to get that. We saw that last year. He came in the playoffs, and and all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is the guy you want to see. And then he had a really bad last game when they got eliminated from Florida. But yeah, I don't I don't think it was personal. I think it was just a matter of this is time. We we and they took it away from the players too. All right, we, we've had excuses with two young goaltenders here. Now we're going at this vet that's won a cup who was the backbone of Arizona when he was there. He found a way to get the, the game-winning uh, saves with the Colorado Avalanche. And now it's the same thing with the Capitals. It's on everyone else, coaching staff and players, too, to play with better structure in front of the goaltenders. Yeah, it feels like that one's worked out pretty well for both parties. Okay, this is completely off-ice-related, but was he as much of a, quote, machine in Washington as, as he is in Toronto? Like, the media just loves this guy. He's hilarious. Well, no, he wasn't. He was very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah he... and, and there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of things that must go into that. So, you know, it's just part of the you know growing up and and taking ownership of who you are and what you do. And I'm happy that things are working out for him because I always thought he was a, a great goaltender. Then we, you know, he'd kind of have a collapse, and you go, you know, what's going on here? And they put everything in place for him to be successful here, and it's great that he is able to relax and finally, you know, be who he is and play consistent hockey and get the, the W's when he needs them. Yeah, it's cool that that's translating off the ice, too. Uh, well, Alan, thank you so much for your, your insight and your analysis, and, and we hope you enjoy the game tomorrow night. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care and enjoy the game yourselves.